Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 20 of Electrified. I'm your host, Eric Lyons. Well, as you can see, we got a new set here uh, back at school, so new a new visual for you guys. Um, we got a lot to get through today. We got NBA rumors, uh, so a little bit of boxing news, and of course, it's Super Bowl week. So we got a lot to cover. But before we get you know to the business, I want to address a couple of things. One, there's been some speculation, and people have been asking me questions. People are, you know, confused uh, to why I don't look at the camera. Well, man, as though this is a podcast, I'm usually, you know, bef- before I even had the camera, I'm, I'm recording sound and I'm looking at my laptop just in case I need to Google something. This is not a scripted show. This is unscripted. So for those of you who are wondering, Eric does not look at the screen and read off a script. Eric is looking at the screen just in case he forgets something and has to Google something. Uh, that's just had to get that out of the way. Uh, two, uh, I would like to apologize to the listeners because last week the episode was not published on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, or all major uh, audio platforms. I would like to apologize for that. It was on me. It was a technical problem, but that'll be fixed this week. This this week's episode will definitely be live on audio. Um, anything else I need to get out the way? No, that's about it. Uh, oh, along with uh, all the stuff we had to talk about, I would love to talk about a little bit of tennis. Uh, I watched Naomi Osaka win. Uh, I enjoyed that. So let's get right to it. Okay, so it was reported this week that Anthony Davis of the New Orleans Pelicans wants out and he wants to be traded. So they said. Apparently he sent the trade request in, you know, via his uh, his agent, and you know everybody's talking, and everybody knows where they want him to go. L.A. L.A. The Los Angeles Lakers, and I, I really can see that happening. I can see that happening, and I, I believe that that will spark a uh, a cataclysmic, yeah, cataclysmic uh, series of events afterwards, because I feel like if A.D. goes to L.A. And a couple more players are going to go to LA. Now, in order this, in order for this to happen, there has to be a trade, of course, and it has to be the right trade. Now, the players that I feel like are expendable on the Lakers roster include Lonzo, Rondo, Brandon Ingram, Zubac, and maybe Kuzma. Those five. Will they all be traded? No. But three of the five will be gone. And you know. LeBron knew what he was getting into when he went to L.A. He knew that it wasn't going to be easy. He knew that this team, you know, wasn't going to be quick to gel and be established with him and other new pieces that they brought in. So LeBron's not stupid. LeBron knows whose who's contracts is coming up. LeBron knows the trade, the, the trade deadline is coming. GM LeBron, you know, by, you know, by the time the trade deadline come, GM LeBron is in his bag. We watched him do it last year. So do I think the trade will get done before the deadline? It's possible. I think it could. I think it could. And I believe that the free agents this summer will be definitely looking at L.A. as a possible landing spot if AD goes to L.A. And one free agent in particular by the name, because, you know, I don't think Kyrie's, you know, it's already been said that Kyrie's not going to be resigning with with Boston. Listen, Kyrie thought that 
you know, playing in LeBron's shadow was hard or being on the LeBron team was hard. Well, son, you're a superstar now. You, you, you saw how it is to have your own team. It clearly is not it. You're not winning anything with Boston. You know, you're doing your thing, but your team's not really, you know, they're good, but are they good enough to come out the East? Eh, maybe. Are they good enough to go face the Warriors? Because more than likely the Warriors are going to the finals again. Are they, is that team good enough to beat the Warriors in the seven-game series? I don't know. They can compete? Sure. They can compete. But are you going to beat the Warriors? Probably not. Probably not. So, Kyrie sees that. Kyrie got on the phone, called Braun up. They pop, they chopped it up. And now he understands. So now that you understand, you've seen it. You've been in Boston. You've had your own run. Now you're ready to go back with Braun. Why not? I like it. Go ahead out there now to LA. You get Kyrie AD. Who else do you need? There's been some murmurs of Clay, Clay, uh, Clay Thompson coming out there. If Clay go to LA, listen, man, if Braun is forming the Avengers to stop the Warriors, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Because why not? Because why not? This is this is the same team that blew a 3-1 lead, but they just got KD. That's it. This this is the same team that LeBron put the fear of God in. Because he could have won it the first time if everybody wasn't hurt. Second time, they blew the 3-1 lead. He got that. You know, then they go they go get Weapon X. And then now, you know, they got their back-to-back champ, championships. And they're getting LeBron out of there. But, yeah, this is the same. This team can be beat. But it's going to take another super team to do it. Oh, excuse me. And now they got uh, DeMarcus Cousins. How much, how much help do these dudes need, man? So, I believe that the next big super team will definitely be in LA, and I believe that LeBron knows what he's doing, and he's just forming the Avengers, you know. And he's cleared; he's taking his time to come back. He's in no rush, and I don't blame him. He's in no rush. But when LeBron comes back, you guys already know that the Lakers will be back in the playoff, the top, the top eight for sure playoff hunt and you know nobody's worried about the Lakers you know slipping out and missing the playoffs because LeBron's not gonna miss the playoffs that's just not gonna happen um so yeah you know it's it's gonna be a mess but I'm just ready for the trade deadline trade deadline to get here because I'm ready for the drama I'll have all the notifications on and I'll you know I'll be doing I might even do a special show about it I mean a, a special show for it to be honest with you I really might because I love watching the madness go down Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it is Super Bowl week, the game that we've all been waiting for all season. The reason that, you know, we watch our teams play in the preseason, even though the games don't mean much to us. You know, the reason that we watch the hard knocks, the reasons that we stay up on Monday nights, Thursday nights, Sunday nights. It's here, ladies and gentlemen. Super Bowl Sunday is here. It's the Los Angeles Rams versus the New England Patriots live this Sunday in Atlanta, Georgia. It's here. The Super Bowl is here. Uh, speak, hold on. Before I even get to the game and, you know, everything, I just want to say I do not like what I'm seeing at Super Bowl week, you know, the media week. It's way, way, way too buddy-buddy for me, all right? 
And like, I understand, you know, the players and the coaches got to do their interviews. They got to do the press conference. You know, it's, it's loose. Media week is usually usually loose, you know. I understand that 100%. You know, the, the questions are fun. You know, you want to stay loose. It's a, it's a 10th week. But I don't need to see Jared Goff and Tom Brady on the same stage next to each other. I don't need to see uh, Tlaib and Brady being buddy-buddy. I don't need to see Sean McVay and Belichick together. I don't need to see that. Ew. It's gross. I don't like how Super Bowl week is being handled. I don't. I don't like it. They don't need to be next to each other. They don't need to be near each other. It's Super Bowl week. This is the week... Like, there shouldn't be no fun, like, no buddy-buddy, no friendly activity going on. It shouldn't. This this Sunday, I'm going on that field to stop the other, the man across from me from getting a ring. I'm going on the field to stop the man across from me from having a good night. You know, I don't want him to have a good night. He don't need the confetti. I want the confetti. He don't need the firework. I want the firework. You dig? Do you dig? Like, listen, man, it's too much on the line to be fraternizing with your opponent this week. That's all I'm saying. I wouldn't enjoy that if I was a player. Like, if I'm Marcus Peters, if I'm like a Marcus Peters, and you know what I mean by a Marcus Peters, I don't want to be on the same stage as Tom Brady or or, or Gronk or anybody that I'm playing this week. Nah, get that out of my face. Nah. Nope, don't like that. But. All that aside, we do have a game to get through Sunday. So, let's break it down. You know, let's do some keys to victory. I'll start with the Patriots. One, they got to protect Brady. That's first and foremost. That's the, you know, that's the head. That's the head honcho. That's the the general. It starts with him. Protect him. Got to protect him. That's that's the key. You got to protect Brady. Two. Establish the run early. You want to get Sony and James involved early. Start the rhythm. Because you get the rhythm, the pass will follow. You want, you know, you want the Rams to start playing aggressive defense in the beginning. You know, so in the second half, the pass will be open. Three, you want to limit their offense as pot as much as possible. And when I say that, I mean don't let CJ Anderson get his big runs. And because he's going to be coming, he's going to be banging a lot. I think they're going to use C.J. Anderson a lot this weekend. So he's going to be banging a lot. So with that, you know, Todd Gurley is going to come in for a home run, the home run run. So you want to limit that as much as possible on defense. And, um, you know, just keep everything in front of you because this is an offense that can score fast. This is this isn't like, you know, this is similar to the Chiefs offense if you want to do that. You know, an offense that can score any any moment, a, a quick offense, a high scoring offense, a high flying offense. So you want to limit that as much as possible. So you know, if you come out and be the New England Patriots and do everything you're supposed to do and play good football, Tom Brady will be looking at another ring. You know, that's just, it. Sounds good. You know, that's just how it is. And now on the Rams side, what you want to do? Almost the complete opposite. You want to get to Brady. You want Donald and Sue. To be in Brady's face for four quarters. Not for two, not for three, not for one, all four. You got to get in his face early. Smack him, hit him. If you get a flag, 
let it go if it's early. If the score is 0 0 and you can afford it, you just want to establish that you're going to be on him the whole game. Hit him. You got to touch him. You have to touch him. Brady shouldn't be untouched this game. I think that the middle, Sue and Donald, and then, that, and, you know, the middle, they are, they're going to get a lot of pressure up that middle. And I think it'll be a lot, you know, I think it'll be enough to overwhelm the Patriots line. So, first, get pressure on Brady, for sure. Two, get Gurley involved. You got to get Gurley involved. You got to get Gurley involved. This is Super Bowl. It's the Super Bowl. I understand, you know, I don't know what happened and why CJ Anderson got the, you know, got the work, but I need Gurley involved. I really do. Because it's too many great players that go to the Super Bowl and don't, you know, get the get the glory of scoring a Super Bowl touchdown. Prime example, Walter Payton. You know, Walter Payton watched the fridge score at the one yard line. Not Walter Payton. Walter Payton didn't score the one yard line. The fridge that he watched that, and I don't want that for Todd Gurley. I want Gurley to get touched that. So Gurley needs to get. He needs to eat Sunday. But Gurley, you got to make sure you get. You're hungry. You got to make sure you got to look hungry, or they're going to give it to CJ Anderson. So you got to look like you want to be fed for sure. Uh, three, another defensive, another defensive uh, key for them. Because it's, it's, it's really going to be on their defense Sunday. You know, you one, you know, I said you get your pressure on Brady. But you got to play. Your secondary has to be on their P's and Q's. Your secondary has to be on Edelman and Gronk. You got to be on them. Every time, man. You got the, the, the real focus has to come on Edelman. Because that's that third down bread and butter right there. On third down, that's who you need to be looking for. Because that's where the ball is going. Every time, I swear. That's where the ball is going. 80, 92% of the time, that's where the ball is going on third down. So key in on Edelman. And, you know, limit Gronk as much as you can. Hit Gronk. Gronk has to get hit. Gronk has to get hit. It can't be no big arm tag. You got to hit him. Gronk has to get smacked. Because if you can get Gronk out of his you can get Gronk out of his game, it'll be much easier. It'll be much easier. Um, another key for their defense, once again, watch the dink and dunk out the backfield because that's 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 going to be a lot. Brady's not going to be throwing the ball down the field too much in the first half because in order to do, you know, before that can even open up, it's going to be a lot of James White, Sonny Michelle coming out the, the backfield or, um, you know, the shovel passes. So watch out for that. Defensively, it's going to be on the Rams for sure. Um, but I'm expecting a good game. I'm expecting a high-scoring game to to some point. You know, it's a Super Bowl. I think the offenses will perform. But these are two defenses that can play football. So we'll see. But I, I do think it'll be a high-scoring game. Um, I'm not talking like in the 50s. Maybe, you know, in the 30s. You know, that's a high-scoring game to me. But um, I'm expecting a good football game. I'm excited. You know, I'm excited for the halftime show, which will be interesting. No, no, speaking of the halftime show, I wasn't even going to do this, but since I brought it up, listen, I want y'all to really listen to me. Now, I understand that we support Colin Kaepernick. I support Colin Kaepernick. I supported Kaepernick when he first took the knee, right? I understand that. 
understand what he's standing for, understand what he's against, and I understand those oppose him. I said this on the show before. If you still don't understand what Kaepernick is taking a knee for, then you are the problem. I have no problem saying that. I have no problem saying that in 2019. Didn't have a problem saying it in 2016. Now, what we're not going to do is tell these black performers not to go to the Super Bowl or perform, you know, the national anthem or uh, what's, what's the other song that the, the girls are doing? You know, I, I don't know. But, you know, telling Gladys Knight she's canceled is nuts. Because she's singing at the Super Bowl. Listen, let me tell you something. Whether you watch the NFL or not, whether you support the NFL or not, there's still a world outside of football. There's still a world where somebody like me could be shot by the police for no reason. And you not watching the league, or you telling somebody not to watch the league, or you Telling somebody not to go perform at the Super Bowl won't stop that. You understand what I'm saying? And, you know, I I just don't like it. I don't like how people try to, you know, it's just nasty the way people turn on each other. You know, as a as a as a people, the way we act, um, you know, and it's just like, are you going to tell a kid from the hood who's talented at the game, who doesn't really have a plan B, and football is all he has to get out? Are you going to tell him not to go to the NFL because of you know what's going on outside of football? Or what's going on, you know what I mean, as far as the social justice. Listen, man, Kaepernick's suing the league. If you want to be real, that's why Kaepernick doesn't have a job right now. And I'm pretty sure Colin Kaepernick realizes his purpose is so big, bigger than football, I don't think he's worried about getting his head banged every Sunday, Thursday, or Monday right now when he's at it, when he's already got a bag from Nike. He's got bags. Kaepernick's fine. All right, Kevin is just fine. And, you know, I just think everybody needs to relax, loosen up a little bit. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You know, Kaepernick's suing the league. That's why he really doesn't have a job. That's that's the point blank. Greg Hardy had domestic violence. He got back in. Greg Hardy didn't sue the league. Ray Rice had domestic violence. Ray Rice sued the league. That's why Ray Rice is really not in the league. If you want to talk about it, NFL don't really care about domestic violence like that. They don't. They don't. They care when you sue the league. NFL wanted to shut Cap up so bad. They did, and they couldn't. Cap sued the league. Boom, there we go. That's how we can blackball them that way. So it can we can make it seem like it's because of that, but it's really because he's suing the league. And he's probably going to win. So, that's if you want to get down to it, that's really why Kaepernick's not in the league. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I don't like doing this. I don't like getting serious. I don't. I'm a fun guy. I like to have fun on the show. I like to have fun outside of the show. But sometimes I just have to address some things, you know. That's in this all. But I'm excited for the Super Bowl, whether you watch it or you don't. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to enjoy the game. But, um, oh, 
got lost. I'm sorry. Let me get back to the game. I need a prediction, don't I? I think I need a predicted winner. Hmm. I got the Rams by six. I got the Rams by six. And I hope it goes to overtime because, you know, Buffalo Wild Wings said if it go to overtime, I think, what, on the 18th of, this, of February, they said they'll be giving out uh, free wings if it goes to overtime. So, yeah, somebody press the Buffalo Wild Wings button and let's go Rams. Okay, before we wrap up, I just want to say uh, shout out to Miss Naomi Osaka for coming a two-time back-to-back Grand Slam champion. Uh, I watched that. I was up was up about 4 o'clock in the morning. That's when I tuned in. I think it was over around 6. It was a long match. Uh, great match. I enjoy, I enjoy tennis. You know, when it's the top tier. And, uh, you know, because last time I talked about tennis was what? What was that? The U.S. Open? This was the Australian Open. So, yeah. So that was back in September when her and Serena went at it. And that's when I said that I think there's a new, you know, a change in the guard. I said it. I said it was a change in the guard. And I think I was right. Naomi's young. And uh, she has a lot of grit, you know, a lot of determination. She's really, really good. I enjoyed watching that. And uh, Miss Pedro, who she played, she showed a lot of resilience. You know, this was her, you know, her big comeback tournament. Great match by both ladies. I enjoyed watching them both. Um... But, yeah, Naomi's going to be around for a long time, for sure. And, um, yeah, you know, sometimes you got to watch, you know, you got to step out of your comfort zone. You got to watch a little tennis, you know. I'm trying to tell you guys, it's not that bad, you know. And I used to be good at tennis on the week. So, yeah, I got a little a little respect for the tennis players. Um, anything else? Oh, I really hate, you know, when we got a good fight lined up and a fighter pulls out of the fight for something. Or do the injury. And, and that's what we have here. We had, you know, Javonta Davis supposed to fight Abinaris, but Abinaris pulled out of the fight two weeks before the fight and because of an injury. So now we have to find, they have to find a replacement for him. And, you know, if that doesn't happen, there is no fight. But if they find a replacement, more than likely it's going to be a scrub. And this was supposed to be one of the tests that Tank needs. Listen, listen, listen. I consider myself a Tank fan. I do. But he has not had that test yet. He hasn't really been tested. I need to see something. I need to see more than, you know, an early knockout. I need to see, you know, I mean, you know, the best example of that would be when he was on the undercard of the McGregor and Floyd card. But that was really because he had to waste time. He really was stalling because he could have got him out of there early as well. That guy he fought. But I need to see him get tested. He hasn't really fought anybody up to the, you know, the, the part of where I feel like he should be fighting him yet. But this was supposed to be one of those early tests, and now he's not going to get that. So that's unfortunate. Um, so, yeah, I'm upset about that. But hopefully he gets a fight because, you know, he needs a fight. Um, oh, my goodness. Uh, I'm pretty sure you guys saw... What happened with Keith Thurman? Man, shout out Steve Willis, man. Best ref in the, in the boxing world. I'm trying to tell you, my man Steve be on it, enjoying his job, all right? But uh, Keith Keith got his belt rung a couple times. and You know, he needed that. Get the cobwebs out. He'll probably have another tune-up fight before he takes a big fight because he looked terrible. He didn't look good. 
He didn't look good, and he didn't look average. He looked bad. But, you know, he did what he had to do to win the fight on the cards. But, um, yeah, he definitely got his bell run because one judge, one judge scored to the draw. And that's how easy it is when the fight looks ugly like that. Tuh. Boy, that would have been sick if they would have robbed him. But I'm glad they did because, you know. Yeah. Oh, and I would like to apologize to Josecito Lopez. Like I gave him a hard time last week. I forgot he broke Victor Ortiz's jaw. And I forgot, you know, that, that fight got him the Canelo fight, but Canelo did him. But my apologies, Mr. Josecito. <laughs> um, all right, that's all I got for y'all, man. This has been episode 20, the last show of January. So next 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 show will be in February. Wow, Thomas. This year's flying already. But um Thanks for tuning in. Shout out to the listeners and the watchers, of course. Continue to follow the Instagram at Electrified Pod for uh, clips. Also follow the Twitter at Electrified Pod. And um, retweet, share, like, subscribe. Show your friend. Show your mom. Show your dad. Show your grandma. Show your sister. Show your cousin. Show your dog. I don't care who you share it with, but continue to share. I appreciate the support. I appreciate the love. Thank you for tuning in. And with that being said, I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been electrified.